Sorry, I just spilled some coffee, so I'm not sure if you heard what my response was, but if you did, I apologize for that. <laughs> that was funny, Sandy. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I'll be right back. Hi, Ronnie. Hi, Dina. Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Wherever Good afternoon. Good noon. Noon, really. It's noon for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, should I pray us in, or would anyone like to pray? Okay. Okay. Let's place our hand on our heart and take a deep breath together. And we can exhale out any any tension, anything that we might have been carrying from earlier today. It's okay to let them go now. Becoming still and inviting our highest self, the Holy Spirit, into our hearts. We are so grateful to come together on this beautiful Saturday to be the two or more that are gathered for the purpose of our awakening and healing. We're grateful to hold this space of non-judgment, of love and compassion, to listen to one another, not to respond, but to understand. And to share from the heart whatever is going on, whatever is coming up for healing, our successes, our challenges, both are equally helpful to us all to share. We put spirit in charge of this call. We don't have to worry about what to say or what to do because spirit will let us know. And we trust that this call will unfold in the most gentle, loving, perfect way perfectly designed to help each of us wake up a little more every moment to the truth of our being. And with so much gratitude, we share the benefits of this call, this healing with all beings because we are one. In grace and gratitude, we accept the blessings and allow the healing to be and so it is. Amen. Amen. That was really nice, Rieko. I like the, um, we don't need to respond, but we will, under, we understand. Was that it? We don't need to respond, we understand. Yeah, that was a phrase that my, one of my yoga teachers used. Um, she encouraged us to think about uh, when we're speaking with someone, um, are we listening to respond, like to figure out what to say to them back, or are we lis- listening simply to understand them? And uh, that really spoke with me, especially because I'm not always good at that. <laughs> um, I could be listening, but also thinking about what to say next or how I should respond. And that takes me out of the present moment. So the prayer was for me. <laughs> and for me, and for me, I claim it for me too. Who is here from the Power of Love Ministry today? I, it's Rosalind. I just, I signed out, um, as Glazy. I just did the community call for year one. 
but for, and I saw my own face come back when I signed in, but apparently I'm still glazy, so I'll have to go back and do it again. Okay. Great mm -hmm. to see you, Rosalind. Thank you. I have a lot of noise going on here, so I'm going to mute myself and take my okay. video off, but I wanted to participate. Does anybody know how Diana's doing and what the current situation is? Um, I got a, the last text. She sent me a text just in response to my text to her. Let me see what day that was. That would have been May 24th. And she just, it was about two in the afternoon. She said, Tim is close to his time now. Thanks for your prayers. So. So. Yeah. Um, uh, Jennifer uh, put another prayer uh, joining request on, on today. So I'm just thinking, you know, he may be even closer. Tim may be even closer. Would it be appropriate, Rosalind, for us to uh, have a prayer just for Diana and Tim and, you know, for those going through? Let's do that. Would you um, lead us? Well, um Please join me right now, right here in this moment to take in the oneness of all, to take in our experience of oneness means that we come closer to understanding that there is no death. There's a place where we see form and there's another place that's very close. And as we open our hearts and our minds to that place, we can be with Tim and Diana as they transition together in this experience of oneness. We put on the altar any fears, any concerns, any judgments, and most of all, any beliefs in death with quotes around it. And we ask that our hearts and our minds be open to truth, the truth of oneness, the truth of eternity. That's a very real experience if we open to it. And we ask that Tim and Diana experience the grace of the knowledge of this oneness and that they experience our 100% support of them. Our hearts are open, our minds are open, and we're with you. And for the experience that we have just been allowed to have together, we're so grateful and we share that happily, gracefully, enthusiastically with every being and any inanimate object that we interact with today and every day. And we all say amen. I had a moment this morning of almost jealousy that Diana gets to say goodbye to her son. And I have a, a, a connection with my daughter, Melissa, who passed in the angels. And they were so clear. They said, Every, everybody has their own fate and their own curriculum. 
and their own timing. They say, we got that right. You know, we have that expression, it's not that person's time or it is their time. They say that we, that we got that one right. Um, and that timing is just the way it's supposed to be. And I felt so much relief at that moment, just at all that jealousy or whatever that feeling was, was gone and, you know, of wanting it to be another way, you know, where I got to say goodbye. I didn't mean this to be my call, but since you asked me to pray, that was the other part of the prayer. And I feel like it's appropriate to share that with all of you and with Diana and with Tim. So thanks. My heart's so full right now. Thank you, Rosalind. Thanks, Rieko. Thank you. It's so good to see you. Thank you. I had a very strong um, pull to tune into your call, even though I need to be making some noise and doing something else during this time, but I just wanted to be present with you all. Rosalind, I'm I'm so inspired by every time you share about you and your experience with your daughter and the angels, and I know that it's going to be a big comfort to Diana as well. It's it's a beautiful gift to all of us when you do share, um, and I know it will be for her as well. So I'm really grateful that you did come and did share today. Oh, thank you. I feel very close to all of Masterful Living, um, and of course my own group, but especially your, your, your year two. I feel very, very connected to you all. Thank you for your prayer, Rosalind, and, and the beautiful depth of your sharing and your beautiful tears. They're such an expression of your love, and it reminds me that we really can travel between the dimensions, that we are just in different states of consciousness. Yeah. And I, I feel like as I was listening to you, it's like, oh, that's what the good news is. Mm-hmm. Even the tears and the sorrow, and the, it's still what an incredible teaching, an incredible invitation. So thank you for your, that you're sharing and for everyone's contributions. Yeah. Angels say that nobody would be so surprised that we hear from those who passed if they if we really understood how close our worlds are that it really is a very very thin veil between us. And if we if we believed that and knew it then of course we hear, we we communicate. Of course we do. It's not just one way. Communicate both ways. The Roslyn? Yes, Rand. When are you going to write that book? I mean, I'd love to hear your translations from the angels. I hear bits and pieces, but you get it. You're getting uh, <laughs> so much more. Well, Ran, you know what I've been doing is um, they seem to come to me like this morning when I had this moment of how lucky Diana is that she gets to have this goodbye period. I go straight to my computer. Lately, it's been my computer. Originally, when Melissa passed, I heard the conversations. I didn't need the computer. I just would hear the, the answer to my comment of I wish I had that then they would answer me. But now what I do is I go straight to my computer and I write out my experience. So my, I'm, I'm, I was just about to 
share with Diana, but the angel said, no, take a moment and process yourself. So I wrote down, I'm jealous of Diana that she gets to say goodbye. And then they answer me. And that's what, that's what the book is. All of those moments where I'm vulnerable in the sense of I'm either hurting or I'm missing her or I have a question like, what did you mean you were done? And then she explains to me what done meant and what it felt like to leave this world and the specifics that she never had a thought of death. But she, it, she said it was like being on the floor and somebody offers you an assist up. And at that moment, she took the hand. She knew she was with the angels. And she just took the hand up. And there was one moment when she was holding the younger puppy's leash, when she was reluctant to leave and let go of the leash. And then she said, even that I let go of. So when I said I was done, it wasn't anything against the world, but there was nothing holding me back. So she explains those things. And... So that's what the book so far looks like, Rand, is my moments and their answers. And um, so far, I've only read parts to a few people, and they have been enthusiastic that the communication, both parts, not just their wisdom, but my moments, um, um, in quotes, that... um, touch them so um, we'll see Rand um, but thank you for asking <laughs> the kitty got me right in the face with the tail while you were talking there that's okay it's, <laughs> it's just right yeah. yeah I look so look forward to seeing what you publish you know I, I a, getting this incredible story thank you well I have I haven't been on your year to call very much um so I hope I'm not going against the rules because we're not supposed to be hightailing another year's group to take our shares, but it just feels right today. And um, so I'll ignore the rules. <laughs> I don't know if there's any rules on that. I think we're, you're welcome to come. What I could say, I'm, I'm a fourth year, and I just come on in when I feel like come come and join a group. That oh, I know I'm welcome to join, but I don't know about how much sharing I'm supposed to be doing when it's not my year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that rule before, but. Well, today today is a different day. Yeah. Uh, all of us are heavy hearted for yeah. Diana. Yeah. So I think we appreciate your hijacking and helping us navigate through it. Oh, thank you. That makes me feel better about breaking the rules. I I, can, I do break rules, but sometimes I feel a little guilt about doing it. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, I, I can't say this to very many people, but Melissa's passing is both the worst and the best things that ever happened to me. The part I wouldn't say is the best, but I never had this much peace and this much communication and this much trust. And how can I not be grateful for that? Every moment when I start to go off and I hear from them, I just come right back. So how can I not be grateful for that? And as Melissa says, we were never this close when she was alive. I mean, I didn't have her with me every moment I don't feel her every moment but as she said this morning there hasn't been a single time that I've come with some question or moment with quotes that I haven't had an angelic presence answering me so was she with me day and night when she was informed no and besides I don't know. I don't have to defend it. It just feels very awkward to say that out loud. Um, Because, of course, I would have her back if I had a choice. But um, they've been telling me a lot about acceptance and um, that the 
the stages of grief that we know about um, from Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and that we assume are true, they say that acceptance is not a result of those stages. They say that acceptance is almost in spite of those stages. Acceptance happens, but acceptance is in the now. And the the a lot of the stages are about the past or the future. You know, I'll never have this Mother's Day again with you in the future. Or why didn't we why didn't I do that right? Or what if I did this in the past? Um anyway, they say that God is in the now. They're in the now. Acceptance is in the now, and that's all we need to know, that we have access to the now right now. Yeah, that that actually makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I lost my son 12 years ago, I guess going on 13 now, and I and I chronicled it, you know, um, actually have some a lot of written information. I guess it's it's a way for some of us to get our way through our emotions. And I remember at the end of the it, it was it was this odd thing about time where the entire first year was almost like he was going to die. Mm-hmm. And he died suddenly. You know, I didn't get it wasn't really a goodbye thing. It was more like finding him and he was passed. But um, so at the so during that whole year, it was almost like in, in anticipation that when the one year anniversary came, it was like that was the loss. Mm-hmm. It was a very strange. I remember just remarking, "Oh my gosh, it's like it's now today." So time really didn't, and it was all, that whole first year was about changing the um, landscape, if you will of what is in form and what you're used to having and seeing. And that whole thing is changing inside your head. And then, so yeah, it's, I I can see where the now, uh, the now is where the peace is, the connection, the acceptance. acceptance. And I'm wondering too, you know, if for those of us still in form or that we believe we're in form, um, we are supposed to all be connected too. So maybe, Everything's connected in the now, whether you're informed or not. Absolutely. And that's that's been my experience because what they've been doing with me is testing out these ideas. So they say something like that, and then I watch myself, and there's a certain kind of tears that just are a release, and they say those are great, but the tears that have a story – the ones that take you back over. And they said even this one, this one was a killer. They said even the good memories. They said you think that that's a, um, a safe and happy place and that has no bad consequences in the sense of you're losing your peace of mind. But they said it doesn't end there. You start out with the with the happy memories. And then you end up with, oh, but she's gone and I'll never have that anymore or some other version. Um, and so they said, just, just check it out. Just, you know, so every time I have a moment that feels like a story, whether it's a good story or a bad story as far as what the ones I like or the ones I don't like, I, I check out. Am I, how does it feel and am I in the future or the past and then acceptance comes back in right now and am I okay right now and then my ingratitude ingratitude for what I'm receiving right now and there's so much gratitude how can I trade that for those stages of grief (laughs) And and but the stages of grief are ready to shake right over because we have personalities. So you know, anyway, that's been my experience. That uh, you know that I and and then that I check out what they say. And they had suggested that I read um, uh, Victor Frankl's book, The Meaning um, Making. How does it go? Meaning. 
Um, it's a man's search for meaning. Man's search for meaning, right. And since that's my history with uh, ancestors and the Nazis, I really didn't think I needed to read that book. I mean, I know that story in and out. But it was so useful when I read that story um, because when he accepted his fate and decided not to try to um, escape, he felt better. When he tried to escape and was planning it, he felt just awful. So he was responding to his the, the messages, the prompts that were being given to him. And it made no sense at the time, you know, why say yes to staying in this camp when I have an opportunity to leave? But I can't because of how I feel. And then it turns out that where he was going, he would have died. Um, but he also says a lot in the book about the prisons that we create. So this search for meaning has to do with when you don't have a choice. So they didn't choose to be in a concentration camp. But in that second part of the book, it's like a lead-in to masterful living because he says, if, if you're creating this prison, then you need to step out. We don't need to find the meaning in your prison. We, we, you need to step out and make another choice. That's a paraphrase. So that's a, also a good qu a question, you know, that, I've been getting clear on, you know, which is, um, is this a prison I'm creating here? Or, you know, what, what does it actually mean that Melissa passed? And it's not been at all what I would have thought. You know, there's lots of meaning for me. So how can I not be grateful? I think I need to turn it over to your shares. This is your community call. Rosalind, I'm just so grateful for every little bit. And I'm like, Rand, in fact, I was about to, to ask the same question Rand did when he said, when, when's your book coming out? I'm like, oh. mm -hmm. uh, so um, I'm, I'm so grateful that, that you are sharing. And I, I would say um, in, in relating it back to what we're talking about in Masterful Living with David Hawkins. Mm -hmm. I've heard him speak many times on different um, recordings and he talks about his own, um, he doesn't call it a near-death experience, but he had an experience where he mm -hmm. clearly um, chose to come back. He mm -hmm. felt completely surrounded by bliss and warmth and he described how it was so lovely and he mm -hmm. really have left. Mm -hmm. body but he mm -hmm. knew his dad would feel guilty so he stayed and he kind of joked about it and said it was codependent mm -hmm. <laughs> well his words were almost exactly what melissa had written about after the the angels took her spirit out of the body before the last moment when her body would have been clinically dead and she looked down, and um, there was a psychic that said the same thing. But his words about what it was like, the jubilance and the complete, I mean, it was almost word for word. I could hardly believe it when I opened the book. And, and I'd already written weeks ago her words, months ago. But they were almost the same. But she didn't have the white light and the going through the tunnel or any of that. She was immediately with the angels and she felt their community right away. She knew she was with her beloveds. And, and she was looking down to help her dogs be okay with her passing because they were on her and knowing, understanding that she was no more in this form. And they had their own individual reactions so earlier when I had felt, well, if I could have gotten to her and, you know, been there for her passing, and she said, no, you were mistaken. I was not alone. The angels were with me, and the dogs needed that time. And if you had been there, you would have protected the dogs from being with my, quote, unquote, dead body. 
and they would not have understood where I went and now they understand and I could you know through my spirit leaving I could be with them through their adjustment to that truth and they had different ways of of doing it so that was a really big help to know her reaction to that and what her experience was but yes it if and her whole life was well she actually had read David Hawkins before the angels took over in the last part of her life but she was completely 100% dedicated to her thoughts and um not the medical interpretation which is a little hard on our family because they would have liked her um to do what my her sister asked her the day before can you check your blood sugar and she had a way she could have checked her blood sugar but um she she answered her i have it on her phone messages between them um i trust the angels that this is this is for they say this is what's what's for next and i have to go through this and um basically thank you but no thank you um and that's hard because the book has more stories of you know how he healed his cancer and he healed this and he healed that so for us to take healing as maybe not continuing to be in form is um a little harder to swallow um because she actually did die uh on quote unquote of um a coma produced by an unusual form of diabetes that she didn't know she had they said it's 1.5 it's a different kind of an a newer diagnosis of 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 diabetes anyway yeah um i have a question about because i don't i don't know a whole lot about her relationship with the angels and that when i first read about what happened i was a little troubled mm-hmm. and it may be because of my lack of information mm-hmm. um yeah i i, I sense that maybe it it's just something felt there's something i must not understand and it felt a little off for me so can you say more what feels off and then I'll know your question I'm trying to go back to what that what I felt the day I read that um and it, I must have just gleaned it from different comments that I had this sense that she was had a had a very close relationship with angels Mhm. And it, well, you just verified that she trusted to such a degree that she was going to follow even medical type things. So what what bond? I guess my question is it, it made me feel almost like I don't I I can't that day I read that I felt disturbed in a way that you know can it almost felt like a like you can't trust. Okay, I know what you're saying. Yeah. And I I've, I've had that question with the angels as well. It's like, you know, um I first of all, you're going to take me out too because now I have a relationship with you and um but they said you won't be so lucky, but they have they like to joke as well. Um I I I know what you're saying. Um the angels say that they don't determine our fate. And if you remember from Lorna's book you know certain people were going to die and you know a child the the man in the store that was bombed you know and they said to me the same thing that came up in her book they they are told and they don't even always understand what the the end is going to be but they do have if we ask them if we invite them if we allow them they do have a way to work with our spiritual growth around that faith and my question to them was you, you they did a little bit of switch and bait because they got her ready to leave this world by giving her everything that she thought she wanted so they told her she was going to get married and she was going to have children and that she should go ahead and fix up the house and not wait and so they went ahead and ordered all the stuff to fix up the house 
But that allowed her to let go of all of her attachments because her saying yes to everything and to her trusting the angels, they even told her the name of her husband. But what that gave her was this experience of being a bride and of being chosen. Now, you know, if you didn't know us, you'd think, oh, this mother's psychotic and so was her daughter. But I, I promise you she wasn't psychotic and you'll have to decide about me. But they gave her this experience. So they told her she didn't need her wig any longer because she had hair loss. They told her she didn't need her bra and she was heavy chested. And she went ahead with all of this. And I can't tell you how beautiful she felt. She was doing her nails. My experience of her without her wig, without without the things that made her artificially acceptable. It was so um, comforting and inspiring to see her feel beautiful, like some this man had chosen her, and she felt chosen. She bought gowns, she bought all these things for her new lifestyle, but as she said, she bought the stuff, but she wasn't attached to them anymore because she already received what it was she thought she wanted. And that's the kind of, like she called it shenanigans, but they did like to play with her um, just for the outcome. They're interested in the outcome and they don't much care, you know, they say how they get there with you. You know, if they have to tell you something that, and, and, and they, that's not going to be lived out in form. And they said, I said, I have some trouble with you're not telling her the truth. And they said, in this world of illusion, you want to hold us to the truth. Um, and that made it a little bit more clear. Um, you know, what am I saying? Uh, the, the truth, yes. The higher truth was they showed her love. They showed her what love is. She gave away stuff like you can't believe. She told her boss uh, she, she had quit her job and was giving all of her work away for free because that's what the angel said to do, that she wouldn't need money. Um, but she was still doing some admin work for him. And she said, well, um, you need to find her substitute. The angels say that by the end of December, that's my deadline. And he looked so scared. And she said, well, it's not a hard and fast date, but you do need to find someone. She didn't know what she was saying, but she was gone two weeks later. So they knew, you know, they know the overall picture. And they just are giving us opportunities to feel the love of God, the freedom, the peace, the joy, our worth. And, you know, I don't know. Does that answer some of your question there? Yeah, and, and I, I'm not sure how I thought I knew what I knew when I was reading so little information back then. But I, I remember having a follow-up conversation with a close friend and just saying, I feel I feel afraid mm-hmm. of angels and, you know, from what I've read here yeah. and, there, and there was not that you gave a whole lot of information, but you know, I, um, I, I don't, yeah, I hear what you're saying. And I have some other feelings too. And, 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 you know, because we believe in this world. And so we think, you know, you should tell us only things that, are true and get us to the happy place. Don't, but that's, but that's assuming that passing on is not a happy place. Um, do you know what I'm saying? Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like radical. Um, you're, it's, it's the ultimate letting go. It looks like she, she let go of an attachment in a radical way um, and allowed something to occur. It's, and you know, I, it, it frightens me. It does. Yeah, frighten. I, I, I can yeah. see. I, I have it too. I have it too. Sometimes um, she said, that, actually the other angels said too, this is not going to be good news for people because 
a lot of people want to use the angels to get stuff, you know, to, you know, help me get this, help me get that, make my way clear. And um, how does that make you want to trust them if, if it means um, that this is your time and they're going to help you get there? I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't sound inspiring to us who believe in form. But she tells me she's and she says, I know you don't like to hear this, mom, because you want me to be want to be with you. But it couldn't be better here. We help we help so many people. I belong with the angels like I never belonged in the world. I have a camaraderie and we don't have roles here. So everybody is everybody. Everybody belongs. We have a specific assignments, she says, but we don't have roles. Husband, wife, mother, son. When I say, will I see you again? She says, yes, but not in that form of special, special love. You know, we'll, it won't be mother or daughter. So some of that's, you know, not what we want to hear. I really love, can you hear me better? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. My microphone is acting up. Um, I loved the fact, what you talked about, uh, how they're guiding her to have the experience of what she wanted. She wanted to feel special and loved, right? And she mm-hmm. felt that she wanted to feel secure and, and guided, and she did. Mm-hmm. And, um, and And the point is, her time was going to be up just like all of ours our time is set so do we want to go into it um fully satisfied and and comfort or just hanging on to mm-hmm. the desire for more or craving mm-hmm. or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and i love what you talked about the world of illusion and and saying well, wasn't that tricking her like here's her husband that 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 but our ego mind tricks us all the time. You're <laughs> evil. I'm like, oh, I'll take that shenanigan any day. <laughs> Give me that one. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that she would too. And she said that the way she, when she was telling her sister on I, on her phone, I could uh, read it why she wouldn't do her blood sugar. She said that the angels took away all of her strange and wild uh, neurological pain she had pain that moved all around her body and it wasn't diagnosable and she said when they did all that for me they had me i i was all in and from then on you know i would do whatever they said and she said earlier this wasn't recent she would tell me they would be buying all these clothes in small sizes but she had hardly anything to wear in her current size because they gave it all away and they would pick what she had to wear. And she said some of the outfits that they picked, she said they were ridiculous, but she would wear them. And, and I think that these were, this is me talking. I think these were all little steps to get her along the way with trust. I know for me, they asked me to be a vegetarian. I said, why? Why do I need to be a vegetarian? And they said, you know, we want you to have more gratitude. And I'm thinking, what does this have to do with the book or, or you know, Melissa leaving or my understanding? or any, and, and so I said, okay, I'll be a vegetarian. I said, but I really do like that protein from the meat. I feel better and blah, blah. So I did it couple of weeks later they said no you don't have to do that anymore we just wanted you to say yes um, and they wanted you to feel the gratitude for the animal that you weren't taking the time to do but the oneness you know we just wanted you to say yes so you can eat whatever and we also wanted you to see your attachment to the meat but when you were willing to eat the other way and you did it now you don't have to do it I don't know. That's powerful. One of the things that um, has come into my mind while we're talking, you're talking about angels and this great conversation has been, and I think 
I can't remember who brought it up in what context, but we tend to think of ourselves and human, well, being identified with the human form as less than <clears throat> the angels, right? The angels are above <clears throat> us, so to speak. And I've heard that's not true. And um, one of the things that moves me is angels don't have a choice. <clears throat> and we do. And that's why this is such a sacred journey. Mm. And you're giving the example of yes, I'm okay. I'm I'm choosing to follow, right? Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, it just strikes me because the way I was raised, it was like the spirit world is better than the angels mm. are better than and mm. we're less than. Mm. I'm just having gratitude for that. Mm. And the thing about saying yes or or choosing, um, sometimes when I get a prompt, I'm doing something and I, I kind of I'm saying later, just to, wait a minute, just a minute, like you would to someone while you're. And when I finally come, they said, we just wait. We just wait until you're ready. If you say later, it's okay. It's a block. You're, you're, you know, you're telling us stop, you know, with the information or stop your next movement. So I've been better about not doing that, but I, that just reminds me of if we say, if we, if we're not willing to say yes at that moment, they are sweetly waiting for the next moment. So, um, I guess my next question is what is the difference? in the higher Holy Spirit self and the angels, and why would you listen to the angels over the higher Holy Spirit self? I think I think they're one and the same. When I went to see Lorna, that was my question for her, because I always did have a voice, you know, that spoke to me, and I said, is that voice my guardian angel, or is that higher Holy Spirit self? And she said, they're one and the same. And... Now I'm calling them angels because um, it's clear when it's Melissa because of how she talks. She'll say mom or mama. Uh, she kind of identifies herself that way. And then sometimes her voice has gotten much quieter and more distant. And the angels say that they want to, she doesn't want need to be attached to only hearing from her. She knows I prefer to hear from her. Um, I don't, I think they'll, they'll work with us in whatever our beliefs are. You know, they're, they're coming to, to me in the terms that I believe. And they came to Lorna in her Catholic traditions. And I think whichever way you show up, they came to Melissa in terms of wedding and gowns and shoes and, you know, whatever, whatever the way they can work with us, but I think it's all the same. I, I don't know if angels' service to us is any different from Holy Spirit. I'm not. I'm not. A, I don't know anything about Holy Spirit, but except that it felt the same as a guardian angel. Yeah, um, I think Course in Miracles. If I'm Maybe someone else has a better knowledge than I, but I think Holy Spirit is almost like a program for truth that recognizes only truth, um, so that it it can't really recognize the uh, the illusion that we've created, but it can recognize our original um, purity, holiness, and so and then well, is a voice or is a is a uh, I'm not quite sure. I tend to think of things as programs, but a, a program to help us um, f- remember ourselves. And so. I think it's supposed to be the voice of God that links us up to God. Um, you know, that, that we can hear that voice. But um, I'm not sure. You know, we, we hear about angels and assignments and, and, um, and they and they do keep saying about you know they only go where they're asked to go and to help. But um, I know Jennifer has said 
that Holy Spirit and the angels are the same. But you, you know, it might be a good conversation to ask her about. I think she sees it as your guardian angel as well. Yeah, I'm, I've been kind of um, challenged in the last couple of weeks to try to come to open myself to learn more. I've, I'm, I tend to be fearful of things like angels and archangels and um, in the same way that I hold fear of aliens and that kind of thing. So um, I've been in other and shaman healers and the, and the guides and, you know, I, I, I haven't been very open to that and have watched others who are very involved in it and have just questioned what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. So I've, I'm sort of being called to um, explore that more. So yeah. Thank you for patiently answering my question. Yeah, and I think when you when you check out your own experience, it's the best. So, you know, if like um, with some of the lessons in the the manual that Je- that Jennifer gives us, where you try out God and you try out the experience and see. What happens? Those are the best where it becomes your belief then from your experience. And um, the same thing can happen with the angels if you invite them in and then see, see what happens. And, and not just did you get what you wanted, but what's your experience? That's, that's what I've done. I mean, that, how do I feel after I hear from them? And then it doesn't matter to me if it's the angels or my God or the Holy Spirit or who it is. Um, you know, I'm in acceptance and peace and generosity of heart rather than feeling like a victim or, um, or feeling the loss. I feel filled. So, um, anyway, I invite you to try it out. See what happens. Looks to me like I took the whole hour. <laughs> you know, I, again, Ron, I I just feel Ron like your share is a share for all of us. I feel like I'm like right now in this moment, just experiencing this divine transmission. In my, I feel like my mind is dropping into my heart space, mm. and I'm just so grateful. Because I feel like it's so beautiful. I mean, Melissa reached her atonement mm-hmm. in those last mm-hmm. parts of her life mm-hmm. were so incredible because she released all attachment and it was only pure trust. Mm-hmm. And isn't that what we're the world here trying. to do? Thanks, Vanessa. Yeah. And this has been so um, amazing for me. I mean, here it was, I got a prompt to just listen and I was going to do some work, um, make noise and not be on video and all of that. Um, but that's the way they got me into the, into your call because otherwise I would have waited for my call and I, you know, I just wouldn't have been here. So it's again like what they did with Melissa. They wanted the outcome. They don't care what they tell me to do to get me to where I need to be. Um, so it's really kind of the same story, but this is so it's been so meaningful for me because I've been um, planning her um, a little bit, planning her memorial in August, and actually, I'm going to be seeing a lot of people who only knew her in more uh, tangential ways, like maybe they were a teacher at her school or. You know, they're not close, so I won't be telling everybody about the angels and how she was before she left. And it'll be more conversations, I think, about the new diagnosis of 1.5 diabetes and so on, which doesn't fill my heart at all um, to talk on that level. Um, so it really is very nurturing to for me to talk from my truth to people who can hear it and are interested. Um, so I think the angels gave me as much as they gave you today, hopefully. And I'm having this sense of you being the, you know, like the teacher 
and that we're in this lovely um, call that we've all signed up for to hear some beautiful insights and be able to ask challenging questions. And it just feels like the platform feels perfect. Not hijacked, but thank you. But just really well executed, like a um, a lesson from a person who's got the wisdom and the connection and can really guide us and encourage us and uh, challenge us. So thank you. Thank you too for allowing me to keep on being a student. And like Jennifer says, we're all teachers and we're all students and. If my experience and Melissa's experience, you know, touches your heart, I'm so grateful. She's saying, yay. Rosalind, I agree wholeheartedly with what Dina just said. I'm really grateful that you joined us today and um, every, everything you share with us. I'm just so um, grateful and honored to just be listening to your share. And Thank you, Rieko. Yeah, and your, and your share is really speaking to my heart in a really deep level that I can't quite articulate right now, but... Um, gratitude thank you yeah well so far the title i've been given for the book is love never dies and then it will have some kind of other um subtitle about a mother's experience of her daughter's passing something like that um and i am so grateful that you're responding so much because it's kind of like saying, keep going, Rosalyn, keep going. Yeah. So anybody want to make a prayer for Dina and Tim and anybody else who wants to put anything in the prayer circle? I, I came in late, but did we include Diana and her son, Tim? Yeah, did I say, say Dina? I meant to say Diana. Okay. Did I say Dina? Yeah, well, maybe you needed to be in the circle as well with your questions. I think that's what the angels are saying. Yeah, I, I'm sure that they know of my questions. I have yeah. many. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. And from really, uh, Rosalind, from the first day I read your post, I, I, I began to ask a lot of questions Yeah. when, you, when your daughter first passed and you posted mm-hmm. information. Yeah, they, they're feeling that. They're saying right now that they, that it wasn't a slip of words. They meant to put you in the circle. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to include myself um, for developing trust. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm not the only one. The, the whole issue of surrendering, being willing to say yes and, mm-hmm. and hear an act. Yeah, we join, all of us join you in that wholehearted wish to say yes. Well, let me just say a prayer then. Diana and Tim, we join you once again. This hour has been devoted to you and to Melissa and to all of us in our pursuit of understanding of this life and the hereafter, which is just one life. It's just one. And these divisions that we make are artificial. And we put on the altar all of our questions, which just are little heart reverberations, which we're asking to be removed so that we can find peace. And we know that we have to find our own answers, that our own answers are the best. So we put on the altar all distrust, all mistrust, all fears, 
all anxieties, all wishes to control, all beliefs in separation, so that we can know in our experience the love of God that we are, the miracle that we are. We can give miracles when we know we are a miracle. And for our connection with the angels, with Holy Spirit, with God, we're so grateful, especially with our connection to each other. We feel so blessed today for our exchange, for the giving and receiving, and for you angels for changing the curriculum of our program today and for us all being okay with that and thankful. And we're willing and happy to share with all this experience of holiness that we have today. We share it with grace, humility, and abundance. And we share the receipt of all of that with each and every person, and we all say amen. 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 Thank you, everybody. Amen. Love you. Thank you, Rosalind. Thank you, Rosalind. Thank you. Thank you everybody. Thank Bye. You, that was beautiful. Mm. Bye, Rand. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.